Thanks everybody for coming. So this is our last Mosaic Speaker Series event of the year. Um, and we're doing a little career panel. We have Kyle and Maddie here, um, and I'll also be speaking about um, kind of the marketing side of things. Um, so Maddie is a Northeastern alum and Kyle is an almost alum. Um, and they're both gonna speak with us about their post-grad careers kind of in the tech world. We've gotten a lot of requests for sessions like this. So we definitely will share this around with everyone so you can get some ideas on career path and just hear kind of real examples from some Northeastern alums. If maybe both of you guys could introduce yourself, then all three of us can talk about our career path. So maybe Maddie, why don't you go ahead and start? Um, sure. So as you can see, my name is Madeline San Martin, um, Northeastern alum. I was at Northeastern from 2011 and I graduated in 2016. Since then, I've had a couple of different jobs. My current position is as a lead UI UX designer at a small tech startup in Cambridge called Minerva Analytics. Awesome. I guess I can jump in next. My name is Kyle Dolce. I'm very familiar with the Mosaic community as I was venture director for IDEA. I'm currently finishing just part-time my last two classes and working full-time at an early stage venture capital firm called Glassman Ventures, where I'm an investment analyst. Awesome. Thank you. And most people know me. I'm the Mosaic Fellow currently, but my background is in digital marketing, so I can definitely talk about that as well. All right. So to get started, we can actually start with Kyle, you know, since you are still in school, you're finishing up your last few classes. So what did you major in and how did you, you know, get your position as an analyst at the VC firm? You know, did you have to do, do co-ops with them? Did you do internships with that specific firm or at other firms? Like just maybe talk us through that path on just how you landed your first role. Sure. So I was a huge tech geek in high school. Um, so I came to Northeastern and started as a computer science major. I actually joined IDEA and realized what I was more interested in is kind of the business building end of things, uh, but still love the technology. So I kept the computer science as a minor and became a finance major, had five positions in IDEA throughout the years that kind of offered me the exposure to the entrepreneurship ecosystem, which is eventually where I make my career. I uh, did Glasswing as a second co-op after a traditional finance role for my first co-op and realizing I didn't want to be surrounded by only finance people in my career. So the unique part about being at Glasswing is my, my team is made up of designers and data scientists and engineers and computer scientists and cybersecurity experts. So it really had a lot of the factors that I realized I didn't necessarily like about a traditional finance role. Towards the end of my second co-op, I got a full-time offer from them, just find that I hit it off with the team. And they also placed me in a portfolio company for my third co-op. And since then, I've been part-time at Glasswing for the last two and a half years since that co-op experience, staying involved with the investment team. I think the largest uh, takeaway from the Mosaic community is understanding how differentiated your experience is being in this group. So these jobs at startups and these jobs in venture capital, which you know, is just the investing in startups, basically the side of the coin, are really, really unique roles. So to develop applicable experience to those roles is kind of hard to do as an undergraduate, but I think Mosaic is a unique opportunity to develop that applicable experience if you can speak to it well in an interview. So I think reaching out to those, one thing I did was reaching out to some of the older people and seeing how they spoke to it, how they got roles that I liked and how they used most leverage Mosaic experience to do that. And I think that's a core reason why I ended up at Glasswing with a full-time offer. Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. All right. So Maddie, maybe you can do the same thing and talk about what you did while you were at Northeastern, like if you had any co-ops and stuff, and then how you got to where you are now. 
Um, cool. So, yep, I started at Northeastern in the College of Art, Media and Design studying graphic design, and I stuck with that through graduation. I'm pretty much like the prime example that they like to get with co-ops. It's like, not only are you getting experience in things you might want to do, but you're also kind of figuring out, especially in something as broad as design, you have print design, you have web design, UI UX design, um, obviously so many different types of design. It really gives you an opportunity to explore different areas and decide what it is you actually want to end up doing. Um, so I had a couple of pretty different co-ops in my time at Northeastern. Um, my first one was at TJX and I was their digital marketing intern. Um, what was super unique about that position was I was actually responsible for a lot of their social media photography for TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods. From there, I did, you know, like some branding work and stuff like that, but a lot of it was photography, photo processing, and I did get to do some work uh, that ended up in magazines, which was pretty cool. Um, had my own like photo studio at the uh, Framingham office, which was awesome. While it was a great experience and I learned a lot, I realized that that's not really wanted to do in a full-time capacity afterwards. I didn't know exactly what, I think I veered towards like print when I started Northeastern. And as these companies started really leaning on design and sleek UI UX companies like Apple, so on and so forth. And that started becoming almost essential in having, you know, a successful business and differentiating yourself from your competitors. I started realizing I was more interested in that side of things. My second co-op was still not quite in that realm yet. Um, I was one of two designers. It was myself and my boss, who was the full-time designer um, at Kind Healthy Snacks, so the Kind Bars. And that was pretty cool because I got to move to New York for six months, which was an awesome experience just overall. And given the fact that, you know, thinking about how much Kind as a company has grown and how uh, you know, recognizable their brand is at this point. I kind of got it to get in there at a really cool time when that was happening. So to be one of two designers there during that, you know, part of the process uh, was super exciting. I got to work on like the CEO, Daniel Lebetsky's book cover, um, did lots of in-store ads. I did lots of um, collateral for things like South by Southwest. And again, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't necessarily, I think, what I wanted to do as much because I think at that point I had kind of decided that I was more interested in like the UI UX side of things and, you know, web design. So those are my two co-ops. I ended up doing, you know, something similar as Kyle. I had two classes left to finish up. So I also ended up getting an internship and it was at a tech startup called Localytics. Uh, they were recently acquired, which is pretty cool. Um, so I was working there about 20 hours a week and it was a lot more of that kind of web design stuff. And I was also helping design in-app messages for different companies. Localytics was, um, a, uh, like push notification software. So they helped co big companies send their push notifications and gather data on, you know, who's clicking, who's converting that sort of thing. There were a lot of cool things that went into it. So I got to spend a good amount of time designing and also doing code um, for some of those in-app messages and also for the localytics site as well. So while that wasn't a co-op, I did actually find that opportunity in a Facebook group for Northeastern designers. Um, so even though it wasn't necessarily a co-op experience, obviously the Northeastern network is huge uh, and it's super important to like join those groups um, because, you know, there's lots of alums and, and different people posting opportunities like that. So I ended up working there full-time for about two years um, after graduating. And that's when I decided uh, I was ready to make a switch. And 
that's when I went to Kogo Labs, uh, which is a startup incubator in Cambridge. Kogo Labs is a little different than a lot of startup incubators that you hear about because it's backed by venture capitalist firm, Link Ventures. So they are kind of like in their day one, you don't have to worry about raising money or anything like that because they're kind of backing all the ventures and it gives you like a lot of room to kind of like play around and figure out your niche. So I was on a design team that was servicing a ton of different small companies within the Kogo umbrella. Also a company you might know about that recently IPO'd out of Kogo Labs is Ever, Everquote. So, um, you know, becoming a big name. Uh, so pretty good opportunity. Uh, there was one small pod that I worked with a lot that I loved working with that went by Minerva Analytics. So when they were big enough, they wanted to hire a full-time designer and I ended up transferring over there. And that's where I've been ever since. Uh, we spun out as a real company about two years ago from the Kogo uh, umbrella, which has been really exciting. We get to do a lot of super cool stuff. We're essentially like our own mini incubator, but we're really focused on finding a way to kind of test different product ideas within popular markets and validate them super quickly. So we're not wasting tons of time designing and developing these websites and newsletters that no one's ever going to actually want to use. So that's what we do a lot of as the lead UI UX designer. Um, it's pretty cool because the company is still pretty small, great culture. So we get to spend a lot of time kind of working and dabbling in all the different parts of building companies. So when we're testing these new products, we're doing branding, we're doing ad creatives, but we're also doing newsletter design and development and web design. So it's really a cool opportunity to you know, just be still be a part of all of those different little things that I got to kind of test throughout my throughout my tenure at Northeastern. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty exciting job. No plan on leaving soon. It's yeah, super fun. Awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Okay, so I'll just give a little bit of my background too. So I went to Cornell, I graduated in 2014. I studied business. I did essentially the undergrad business program. Right out of school, I went to JP Morgan for investment banking. I quickly learned that it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I left after a few months and I actually joined a startup in Boston called Convey. This is in the fall of 2014. And this was right kind of during the tech boom in Boston. So Convey had just raised their series B round of financing. So they were hiring a lot. I was the first like junior marketing hire. It was just um, the VP of marketing and the director of, of demand gen. So then it was just me. So it's just three of us learned a lot, really got to experience kind of the full cycle of a startup, you know, from the early stages and then all the way through acquisition. So a few years later, we got acquired by a public company called Progress Software so, you know, really got a lot of experience learning about, you know, what is digital marketing at a startup? How do you scale the startup through demand gen and lead gen and working closely with sales, everything like that. So it was awesome. Got a ton of experience with marketing sales, um, like business development. And then also, you know, a little bit on the product side, because I, towards the end of my time at Convey, I, I was really doing mostly product marketing. And one question that I've gotten a lot from some of the other Mosaic students is, you know, how do I get into product management? How do I get on that side of things if I'm not an engineer? 
So, you know, my biggest piece of advice would be go into product marketing. If you have a business background that you're interested in the product side of a software business, because you really do get to work very closely with the product team when you're on the product marketing side and you just kind of take their technical knowledge and then turn it into content and things that are, that really speak to a, to your buyer. So um, very interesting the company got acquired. That was great to see what that process is like from transitioning from a startup through an acquisition. So yeah, and that's pretty much it. And you know, the past two years I've been working as a marketing consultant and a blogger. So that's why I'm here at Northeastern now, but yeah, really so glad I, I worked at startups right out of school. Awesome experience. I mean, just like Maddie and Kyle, you really get to learn a lot, especially when you get to work with different parts of the organization. Um, and that's something that you don't get at bigger companies. So I think in terms of questions, I would encourage Catherine and Tom Dewey to ask any questions that they have, but you know, basically I wanted to run this session to just get some perspectives on different types of tech careers and especially from different backgrounds, because I know, you know, for our current students, you know, they come from all different backgrounds, whether they're engineers or business people or, you know, um, computer science, that kind of thing. So I, I was going to actually jump in on your product point that you made, because I thought that was an interesting perspective. And I wanted to add, I know a lot of people when looking at careers have an idea of what they think they'd be great at, but maybe the opportunity isn't open to them because they don't have the exact right background. And I think that's what's awesome about startups in a lot of way. And if, if that's the case for you, I'd certainly encourage you to look at like very early stage startups, because even if you go in with the role that isn't exactly for you or exactly what you want to do, like let's say you can get a marketing role, but you think you can do really good product work. If the startup has 15 people, if you demonstrate the ability in the first six months that you can do really good product work, your full-time job eventually is probably going to be product work at that company. Um, because at the end of the day, startups are trying to put people in the bet thing that they're most, the highest utility for. I think your point about finding the back doors into these types of hot roles um, is a great one. So I just wanted to add that perspective that I've seen in people who joined our portfolio companies. Yeah. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is that, you know, your first job out of college is going to be a junior position. And I think, um, you know, no matter which area you're in, I think you should look at it as a learning opportunity more than anything. Um, because also like Maddie was saying, you know, a big challenge. And I think, especially looking back a few years now, it's, you know, you think you know what you want to do, but until you're actually out there doing it, it's a big difference from, you know, thinking that you want to do that thing. Totally. So some of the questions that I've been getting, you know, from students, and it'll be great to share this in the recording is, especially in the design world. So we have a ton of design students, you know, that are a part of Scout, which is our design lab. I'd love for Maddie maybe to talk a little bit more about the different types of like work that, that you do. Because I think you know, when you look at a career in design, like there's so many things that you can do. And I know you already talked about that a little bit, but I think maybe getting even a little bit more into the nitty gritty would be great because, you know, there's a big difference from doing branding work to doing collateral work. Because, you know, you can either be a designer for a brand team, a designer for a marketing team, a designer for a sales team. Those are very different types of roles. And I know you've done a little bit of all three of those. So talk about that. Um, sure. So I guess the one that would be easiest to dive into would probably be kind because that was very like brand focused. 
So Kind was actually obviously like pretty much still a startup at that point. It was still small, you know, we had a small office, but what's interesting about branding work that you're not going to run into much at say like a startup or an early stage startup or, you know, a bigger company with sub products is um, how important it is to stick to things like brand guidelines. So for instance, like that's one thing that I found about working for like one company with one brand. Uh, you know, that's not something I was expecting. I, I did like it, but I found that it was difficult to like push the envelope with design as much because there are very strict rules about what you can do. There's, you know, long brand guidelines it, down to the distance from the distance in the padding from the logo to the left side of the page, things like that, that people check on. So if you're in like a heavily branded position or a position at a heavily branded company, it could be a startup, could be a bigger corporation. Um, that's something that I have seen a bit at those types of companies that, you know, it's fun and, and the mission is, is awesome. But in my personal like preferences, it's not exactly how I enjoyed, you know, working at that point. So that's something to consider when you're kind of in a branding role, especially at like a company with a strict brand is that's always going to be something that you have to think about in terms of the other side. I mean, branding is also really broad too. It, it's hard to dive into one thing because it really depends on the company. So like kind did sponsored events. They obviously had celebrity partnerships. So when I was there, they were partnered with uh, Kevin Durant on a line of bars called strong and kind. What is fun about that is while there are strict guidelines, when we do stuff like that, we often get to like do fun play on the logo to like be more in line with kind of what that thing is. So we got to do like a different logo for strong and kind, just a like huge kind of breadth of work that you can do. But I think it ultimately really depends on where you are. So something like kind that does events, but it also has actual products and sponsorships and stuff like that. Um, it ended up being like a really cool breadth of different stuff. And there's also like internal tools that you end up working on, especially if you're one, on, one of a couple of designers, for instance, like we set up a whole internal ad printing service. Even if you're in a branding position, you'll find that there are going to be things like that that you can do as well, which is pretty exciting. And then obviously you have like UI UX, which is what my title is, but not the only thing I'm doing right now. So again, super broad, really depends on what you're doing. If you're at, at a higher growth stage company where you're turning out lots of different features and stuff like that, then you're going to have a lot of opportunity to build on, you know, different parts of these sites and, and these features. Um, another cool thing that I get to do a lot of is user testing. So just seeing how your designs are actually impacting the user flows and drop-off rates and bounce rates and that sort of thing. Because one thing I didn't realize in college is how important data back decisions are in design. You know, it's not necessarily just going and like doing what we think looks the best. Everything has to be tested. Uh, very seldom will you send something into the world, obviously, as I'm sure you've done tons of projects on at Northeastern, you don't send things into the world, you know, without testing them first. So whether that's prototype testing or AB testing or whatnot, there's lots of iterating in UI UX design. There's lots of feedback loops. And I'd say another important thing is learning how to work well with engineers. Um, that handoff process can be super complicated, especially in, you know, web design and feature design, because it takes kind of a base level of understanding of what's possible with these tools, uh, you know, with the code, you don't want to design, spend time designing something that's going to be totally impossible to turn around from an engineer's perspective in that time frame. So yeah, there's like lots of really small, but interesting things that go into it. 
and a lot of moving parts that I was able to learn through, you know, working at a startup and, and just going through that iterative process. Awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Since we're a smaller group, Catherine or Tandiwe, do you guys have any questions? Yeah, I did have a question. So I'm a third year student right now. Um, I'm planning my fourth year and potentially final year at Northeastern, but I, I heard both of you kind of did part-time class and part-time work at the same time. I was wondering if you liked that and if I should try to like kind of overload or, you know, rush through it, try to get it done in four years or if, or if you recommended working and doing some part-time school as well to finish up your degree. May, do you want to start on that one? I was going to say, I, I was like everyone, anyone who's done that has a strong you. opinion. <laughs> it's like classic Zoom predicament. Um, you can start. I can, I can talk about it a little bit after. So I worked part-time basically the entire latter half of my undergraduate. And it's, it's really hard. The balancing, you know, oh, I have a meeting. I need to work it around class is certainly challenging. That being said, I think I am better for it going into the real world um, just because I, I've been connected to the industry that I'm working in for a while now that I have relationships and I have a comfort with even the language that, it, that is in that industry that I wouldn't have had if I focused in on only school. It's a very, it's a very Northeastern thing to do to kind of try to end the normal college experience as quickly as possible. So I think it depends on your personality type. For me, I was very anxious to get professional exposure. That being said, I was comfortable with having, you know, not trying to rush this college thing. And it was kind of at times felt like the best of both worlds. I was getting professional exposure while I didn't feel like I was sprinting through classes or missing out on kind of the, the breadth of four to five years of school. So it, it's, it's definitely person dependent, but I think it comes down to your personality type. And also it takes an extremely high level of like organizational ability and self-discipline. So if you want to develop that ability and test yourself in that way, it's a great way to do it. Um, because all of a sudden you have consequential responsibilities beyond a grade, um, while your peers might only be, have, the only consequence that might be the case for that might just be a grade. Getting that exposure when you're young, I think is a, or a little bit younger than you otherwise would have been, is a really powerful thing. Uh, yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um, I did not work part-time for like the latter half of university. Um, I did um, do it for my last semester. So I actually finished after my first semester and then I worked full-time and then just walked with the rest of my class. Um, one of the reasons I was able to do that is because I did uh, two dialogues as just a way to get those out there, which I highly recommend if you still have the opportunity to do it. Uh, but I did find a way to fit different dialogues into the credits I needed to graduate both in design and like the core curriculum which was cool in terms of doing, so I was doing two classes and working about 20 hours a week. I thought it was like a really good way to kind of off board from the college experience. It's less stressful when you're only taking two classes. Uh, you have the opportunity to, you know, still be on campus and get that feel because like, I know, like you were saying it, it a lot of people can feel like they're in a rush to leave college, but like once you're gone, there are things that you will miss about it. Um, so I thought that was a good opportunity to like kind of get used to not being around as much, but still start getting that professional experience. And I just really wanted to set myself up well to graduate with a full-time job. So, you know, had I not chosen to go that path, I, I would have been looking for jobs and that sort of thing. So it kind of allowed me to take on that part of the process of getting a job after college 
um, while I was still, you know, comfortable and at Northeastern and taking classes and not totally giving up, you know, the schedule that I was used to doing. Um, so I personally really enjoyed it. Um, I don't think I would have done it differently, but I would agree that it really depends on what you're looking for in a career and just like as a person and how comfortable you feel going straight into, you know, the working environment, you know, after graduation. Awesome. Thank you guys. Any other questions? I have one. I'm starting my fifth year this fall. So I'll be looking for like full-time positions in the next couple of months. Um, and I think I've realized that I do prefer like smaller companies like startups as opposed to like bigger ones. So how do you go about finding those companies to apply for? I know like Y Combiner is one that posts job roles, but are there any other ones that you would like recommend? So here's one that I would recommend. So like how I got my startup job was on AngelList. So it's like a startup website. So they post jobs all the time and it's nice because you can sort them very kind of like more specifically, but also generally enough. Cause I think um, for me, like marketing roles, there were so many different types of jobs that I wanted to look at. So Angelus was a good one. And then, I mean, I know now everyone's posting jobs on LinkedIn and that one's nice. LinkedIn is nice because you can sort it to by pretty general terms. If you don't know specifically like what your job title would be, um, you can sort it by like, you know, Boston and then like design and like entry level or something like that. And then you can see everything that's there. Yeah, I would definitely stand by AngelList as a really good place to look at it. Um, I would also say joining groups, whether that's LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, something like that could be a really good opportunity to make some connections with people who might be able to find jobs. I'd say a couple times a month, I'll get Northeastern students um, who see that I'm an alum uh, messaging me on LinkedIn just through probably the graphic design group asking me for, you know, advice on next steps and if I knew anywhere hiring and that sort of thing. And I, even if I don't know them personally, like I'm always super open to helping Northeastern alum kind of figure out their next steps and stuff like that. So that is something I've seen a lot of as well, uh, just reaching out to alumni communities to find out kind of what their roles are, if they're doing something that you find interesting. So I would also say that that is um, a potentially like a good opportunity to find, you know, something you might get excited about. Another kind of leading indicator of hiring at startups is when they raise money. Um, so looking at sites like TechCrunch, which shows like the announcements of latest fundraises and also some of the databases like Crunchbase, which will report on the latest ones. And those are all particularly Crunchbase is searchable by the vertical. So let's say you're particularly interested in ed tech. Um, you can sort by all the ed tech companies that have fundraised in the last six months. And I would guarantee that 99% of those are hiring pretty aggressively. Um, and all of a sudden you kind of have a list of leads based on a particular vertical. And the search functionality is pretty straightforward on that as well. I've, I've seen a lot of people find kind of internships or first startup jobs, um, which are usually very difficult to figure out through that route. And then I'd also just mention that one tough part about recruiting for startups is they tend to do it really late because they don't necessarily know what they need that early. So it can be disheartening to see your friends get jobs at larger companies who might recruit a year, sometimes a year and a half early um, versus you're waiting. And the reality is you're waiting not because the you haven't gotten the role or like you haven't been accepted to a certain role. You're waiting because startups have no idea what they need until a couple of months before they need it. Usually they don't, they don't have the runway to hire people more than a year early. So just keep that in mind as I know a lot of my like very, very, very promising friends found that really disheartening when they were doing startup recruiting and then they ended up at kick-ass startups. 
Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. I had one more question. So this is my second co-op. So um, I'm pretty familiar with the co-op like application and um, interview process. Did you find that your hiring process was similar to co-op at all? Like, especially with startups and, and the tech industry? I would say full-time hiring is a lot less luxurious than co-op hiring. It's not in all in the same database. You're competing against a lot larger group of people than you are for co-op, but the, the way to smoothen that process is to leverage some of your time in undergraduate to prepare yourself um, for the full-time recruiting um, period, whether that be in the organizations you get involved with who might have alumni who are at these various companies that you might be interested in, or to actually, you know, in the case of both of our cases, working part-time during undergraduate. Yeah. So for my first full-time job, what was actually cool about that, and again, found it in a Northeastern group is um, after working there part-time, I didn't even have to like apply. So that's like one benefit to kind of getting a part-time job ahead of time for Kogo Labs. However, I did have to go through a full application process. It was definitely different. Like Kyle was mentioning, there's not like one place to look. There's a lot of different places you can look. Also, Northeastern's already kind of been through a level of vetting of the companies that are reaching out to co-ops through them. Um, so there's a lot of like individual vetting when you're looking at companies. Like I had no idea what Kogo Labs was when I saw the rec. I just really liked what it said. In terms of like the different processes, what you can expect, it's definitely a longer, longer process, I'd say. Um, usually there's some kind of recruiter screen to make sure like you might be a good fit and have the right experience. From there, probably some call with the hiring manager. So someone who's going to be on the team that you're on. And then usually there's one, two, it really depends on the role, but uh, one or two more in-depth interviews usually, well, I don't know if they'd be in person right now, but um, back then in person, personally for co-ops, I was asked to do design challenges. I don't know if it was like that for other majors, um, but that's something I saw a lot more of outside of uh, Northeastern. So I know a lot of engineers have to do coding challenges or submit coding samples. Designers have to do design samples. I had to do like a live, two live design challenges as well as a coding challenge since we do have, a, if my have a technical design position. So I'd say it's a little bit more, more intense, but I would say I, I didn't find it like more stressful because Northeastern's also a really competitive pool of people. So maybe a couple more steps, but I wouldn't say it was like crazy different. So thank you guys for doing this. I think people will love this recording. Super helpful. Lots of great tips. Thank you so much for joining. And I think that's it.